welcome to another episode of Musical Movements Podcast. Uh, my name is Keani Patel. And I'm Bav Patel. We recently got married in November last year um, and booked uh, one of our supplies, the Musical Movements. So we're really excited to be on the podcast today. How did we meet? How did we meet? Let's start there. Okay, so we met at university through a mutual friend. So we both went to Coventry Uni, but at different times. So there's a four-year age gap, I think. Did you graduate the year I joined, is that right? Yeah, so I graduated the year you joined and we had a mutual friend who knew me throughout the entire time I was at university and then It was actually I a left. funny story. So I met her um, Freshers' Week, like in the bathroom as girls do, and we like got chatting, exchanged numbers, and I saved myself on her phone as Keani Patel. And she was like, oh, I've got another friend whose surname is Patel. Um, you're going to marry him one day. And being like 18, I was like, oh, cool, that sounds great. Perfect, can't wait. <laughs> um, skip board a few months. I think she said, like, shared my number. She did, yeah. She she was messaging me really randomly saying, I've met another Patel. And, and yeah, there's just, just, yeah, so there's lots of Patels. Thankfully, we're not related. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we we had each other's numbers for a little while. And I don't, I don't think I messaged you initially. Months, yeah, months, not for months. Sorry, for months. Yeah, yeah. So I think you were actually seeing someone at the time. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just decided to pluck up the courage and message you one day. And then, ended up texting for a long time before we actually went on our first date and then met up and... Do you remember our first date? Yeah, TGI Fridays. TGI yeah. Fridays, yeah. Jack Daniels chicken. Yeah, a classic. <laughs> and then seven years later. Seven, Here we are. Four years later we got engaged. Corona happened and then seven years later. Here we are. Who proposed and how? Um, so that was all, it was all me. <laughs> it was kind of my job, I feel, uh, feel like it was anyway. Um, yeah. So we... I've been speaking about, I, I suppose when, when relationships get serious and, and you kind of know that we're supposed to be together forever you kind of thing, then you have yeah. that conversation of proposals and engagement rings and the type of ring that you wanted. And I always wanted to pick your wedding ring and do all of that myself. So we had those conversations. So I knew what kind of yeah. ring that you wanted or the style. So we did that day where we, we figured all that stuff out. The Hatton Garden yeah, trip. Yeah, we did. And, um, I initially asked your mum for permission. You did. Um, well, and you did. One of your sisters was there, so that was fun and intense and a bit <laughs> awkward. Um, and I also wanted them to be involved in the ring buying process as well. So I got them involved and we planned out a day. It was actually on an, on your birthday. Yeah. It happened on, I think you had a party. My did birthday you? weekend. One of my sisters said she couldn't make my birthday party. Yeah. And I was really annoyed at her. And I didn't realise at the time, but she was actually ring so shopping she, with you and yeah, my mum. Yeah, so, so you were actually in London that day and I snuck into London with them, yeah. went into Hatton Gardens and went ring shopping with them. Yeah. Um, and the actual proposal, so we went to New York over my birthday in May and everybody said, that's going to propose, get ready, you're going to come back with a ring on your finger. And I was kind of hoping, I was like, oh, that's exciting, but I was also like, I kind of hope he doesn't, because I feel like a lot of people get engaged in New York and it was a bit cliche and, you know, I had it in my head so I didn't want it. Um, and he didn't. And no. I, didn't, I didn't really, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I was like 23 or something, so I didn't really mind. And then we had this date in the diary for months, and it was meant to be a work weekend. So we were going away with your directors, like a, your two business partners. And yeah. It was like, so I'm a surprise kind of person. I like to um, I like to do surprises, and I wanted it to be a little bit out of the blue. So I'd, I'd planned this trip with with my work colleagues where we basically go on a spa weekend, all of, all of us, um, and we'd, we'd go all out and have lots of treatments and you know drink a lot and that kind of thing and that kind of vibe and and I, I told Kiani this is what exactly what we were doing and I got all of them involved so I got them to message her and say yeah we're we're 
going on this big weekend and so in my head it talk was about spa treatments. Date in the diary and the other girls are messaging like, what are you going to wear? You know, we're going to get a massage, you're getting a manicure and we're all talking about it. So I genuinely thought it was like a work weekend with mm. like six of us. Um, and then even on the way there, I remember Steve, your colleague, called you and he's like, oh, we're running late. We're, you know, we're going to be late for lunch. So just go to the bar yeah. and have a drink. This was all part of my life. All part of the plan. plan. <laughs> it was really, really convincing. And then we got there and you proposed in a suite and it was really, really lovely. But it was so convincing that after you proposed, I remember I was like crying and everything. And then I said like, oh, you know, I need to redo my makeup because the guys are going to come and we're going to go for lunch. <laughs> like, they're not coming. They're not coming. It's not no. actually a work thing. It's actually for us. Yeah. So um, we had a nice day to ourselves where we still did the spa treatments yeah. and had our own. It was a sock bar house. Yeah. It's an Auburn, nice evening lovely. together. So it was nice for me. So yeah, that was pretty yeah, much big, the gist of the proposal. A big surprise. Yeah. And then we had, we had all the family together afterwards for the next day where they got to celebrate that, that moment. It was Wimbledon us. final weekend. It was. Because we got the um, moe with the Wimbledon sleeve, remember? <laughs> yes. The little tennis ball, yeah. which we haven't opened yet. Probably no. won't. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lovely memory. So then that was July 2019. Yeah. And we planned the wedding for November 2020. So it gave ourselves about 18 months to plan, which I think is probably about a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of got the ball rolling straight away. So started straight away with venues. We felt like that was like the biggest thing to take and like sort of solidify it's hard um, not to just get started isn't it yeah as soon as you get excited, engaged yeah. you get excited then you start researching suppliers yeah. and venues and how much everything's going to cost and yeah, all of that yeah. and then you kind of just get straight into it don't you yeah definitely so yeah planned for november 2020 uh, obviously uh, got delayed by a year but we were really lucky with getting delayed because we literally did a straight push back didn't we it was the same weekend that we wanted just a whole year back yeah um, and i think out of around 11 suppliers we managed to get 10 across or something Mm-hmm. So we were really lucky. Um, but in an ideal world, probably would have had 18 months to plan, but ended up with a bit longer. We did. <laughs> a bit longer than we planned. But we did the civil in between, so it wasn't like we didn't do anything. We had no. um, yeah, had a bit of time in between. We did. So I ended up getting married in November 2021. Venue hunting was interesting, wasn't it? That yeah, took so a long time. We saw quite a lot of venues, actually. Mm. So Close we, to 20, to be honest, To be honest, we were a bit unsure of the exact location that would work well for us. And, yeah. and we did some stuff in central London and then after a while ruled that out just because of the Logistics families trying to get in, into London and that kind of thing. Yeah. We, we had it in our heads that we wanted somewhere which had hotel rooms mm-hmm. in internally in the venue. So then it became a hotel. Yeah, for like um, a typical Indian wedding, if you have the Indian wedding in the morning and then reception in the evening, you want that downtime yeah. space. I think you actually said you wanted a swimming pool as well. Um, I don't think that was a high criteria point on my list, but that's quite important to you. Um, but yeah, just a hotel we wanted. Our list was around 300 people, but we didn't want yeah. a 300-person capacity venue because we thought it would be a bit snug. So we mm-hmm. tried to go for like 350, 400 capacity. Yeah. Um, we ended up booking Crown Plaza Hotel in Gerald's Cross. Yeah. But I think... Almost the Crown Plaza in Marlow. We just liked the, the hotel, the chain. Yeah. Um, it became a bit of a process of elimination when we yeah. when we went through them. You go to another venue and you say, oh, okay, so we like this about this venue, but... And we had spreadsheets. Was, yeah. And, and, a lot of spreadsheets. And there was there was lots of pros and cons. It was certain venues with different um, cut-off points for the yeah. for the evening and some that you can't, we weren't allowed to fire, so that ruled that out completely. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting um, thing. Well, that's something we didn't think about, actually, because no. when we inquired, we would say, oh, it's for a Hindi wedding ceremony and then a reception. So we would just assume that they would have had them before or they might know or they had preferred suppliers that were like Asian wedding suppliers. Yeah. But actually it was probably like three or four that came back to us and said an open fire was like a straight up no. Yeah. Um, which was um, Crown Plaza Marlow, which is why we said no to it. Yeah. 
So yeah, Crown Plaza, Gerald's Cross is where we booked um, and it ticked all our boxes. It was fantastic. It had like an event space, it had parking, it had a pool, it had yeah. all the things that you wanted. So. And it was well located for yeah. all of our families as well, which just, just yeah. helped. Yeah, that was really good. So I think the venue was the first thing we booked, wasn't it? We wanted to kind of like cement that. And then yeah. other suppliers we had, um, so we had like family weddings, but they were all pretty much like around 10 years ago. So I feel like the industry had changed quite a lot and there were new ones that we hadn't heard of. So mm. we did a bit of like asking around and making a bit of like a list of recommended suppliers. Yeah. Um, we just had this huge list of yeah. all the suppliers that were really important to us. So we wanted to, to tick those off first, like a core five or six that we just thought, right, those yeah. are the things that we need to get right. Mm -hmm. And then the rest around that will sort of follow. And anything big, so something like the photographer, the priest, the videographer, where we knew we'd both be around them throughout mm -hmm. the day. We did together because we wanted to both meet them, both feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. But then there were certain things like, I think, for example, you handled like the cater like the communication with the caterers. I yeah. did like the, the cake lady, the hotel rooms. So we sort of divided and conquered a bit as well. Yeah, I think I think when you've got so many, so many moving parts, so many things to to manage, you have to separate. Yeah, um, and sort of project manager, yeah, project well. manager own area sort of yeah. thing, and then lean on other people for a bit of help every now I and then as well. I do remember we, this was like peak COVID, so it was like lockdown. We weren't living together in 2020 and we'd have a Sunday night call. Do you remember this? Yes. And I was really militant about it. <laughs> do I like, remember our 8pm 8, 8 <laughs> Sunday night calls? Yeah, for like yeah. two hours. And it was honestly like, I'd send an agenda over WhatsApp to you before yeah. and we'd go through each supplier, like, where are we up to? What's the latest conversation? Have we paid deposit? Like, just everything we needed. And we had um, spreadsheets with different tabs as well. I personally think there's no other way to do it than use a spreadsheet. Yeah, so Kiani's a spreadsheet person. Yeah. Um, I think most brides or like most people that plan big events, you, not, not necessarily a spreadsheet, but you need some sort of like, you know, like physical thing to write things down, whether it's a notebook or I don't know. But it just felt like, especially when you're doing it, not, you know, we didn't live together. We couldn't see each other. So we had to do stuff virtually. It was actually a Google spreadsheet because we both edit it at the same time. Do you remember? Yeah, it did. Um, there were occasional times where we were both supposed to be working and I could see on the Google spreadsheet, in Keanu's there. in there, and <laughs> yeah. I'm messaging each other saying, no, we need to stop and actually start working out Yeah, again. we did that a lot. And <laughs> stuff like guest lists and things, they change all the time. So um, yeah, I think anything that you can like edit and have multiple people, edit. not too many people. I think we did give permission to our mums yeah. at one point and we were like, no, take it back. There's that, there's that <laughs> whole case of uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, which is inevitable with weddings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the big suppliers we booked, um, based on recommendations or, and actually even just because, again, it was during lockdown, so it was a lot of Zoom calls with people. Um, mm. You can kind of instantly tell if you've got rapport with someone or, yeah. um, you know, you're paying a big chunk of money, but also they're going to be around a lot, mm. you know, on the most important day of your life. So someone like the photographer, like you have to get along with them otherwise. Yeah. Well, I think we had slightly different processes for how we were looking for suppliers or how we were going what through that mean? process. So as in, I think my process was to write a blanket email to yeah. say, this is us, this is our wedding date. Um, it's what we want. This is what we want. Yeah. Um, and then I'd send it to like 10 people. And then if four or five came back to me, then I'd do a bit of research on them yeah. a bit more and then and then go from there. And what was my approach? Just, what did you say? I think your, yours was quite heavily on recommendations. Yeah. I think you, you, Time you, sure. you, you would speak to a lot of friends who have been to weddings recently yeah. or, or, you know, ask around and ask ask people a bit more and then go, right, that's the person. Or that but quite often, person. did you find like you'd inquire? To supply it, and then I come back and be like, "Oh, so and so mentioned them actually." Oh, hundred percent. Kind of validate like what you'd found. So yeah. I think our process was quite smooth. There weren't any that we didn't agree on either. I think quite instantly. No, not at all. So I think for photographers, we went to visit quite a few at the houses. I remember we did a day in like Northwest London. We drove around. Yeah. And we pretty much came out. I mean, we're quite on the same page anyway, but we pretty much came out of each one like 
instant yes or instant maybe or you know like we ruled out the same people. Couple of instant no's. <laughs> Few instant no's, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, that was just like rapport, like you know, just thinking like, do I want them around all day um, mm-hmm. in everyone's face? Like they're going to be integrating with your family, they're going to be talking to people, and you just gotta you gotta gel, otherwise it won't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we booked everyone that we've booked. I think we've said, looking back, there's like. 90% of our suppliers that we would instantly say we'll book them again for another family wedding if it's like our siblings or something wouldn't even like bother doing the research because we were just so happy with some of them musical movements being one of them um, <laughs> but like our, our priest and our photographer and our videographer like all of them are fantastic there are a couple that we wouldn't necessarily recommend no yeah I don't, I don't think anyone did a bad job it's just some people leave you with a better sort of feeling afterwards yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me um, the ones that spring out that I wouldn't recommend again and there are about two or three, I think, are the ones that ask for more money on the day or the day before. And when I say more money, this is like in addition to the quote, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like extras have popped up or something like that. And I just, I understand it happens and I understand that it's been a really tough ride for suppliers, but I just think on the day or the day before your wedding, like your your emotional state is quite high and I just don't think it's the right time to ask. And obviously in that moment, you're just going to pay it. You know, you're just going to like do what you need to do to keep the suppliers happy and get through the day. But looking back at it, um, I think it was a bit cheeky and we had it on a few occasions. And we've kind of been warned that that happens. Yes, um, yeah, you do get warned about it from other people. Great. So, so our first dance song. Yeah, it was, um, we, to be honest, because... We could not wedding, agree for no, ages. we could not agree I wanted Taylor Swift lover. Yeah, <laughs> you I, vetoed I that straight away. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, you got to a point where you were trying to convince me so much, you actually got you started dancing with your yeah, like, choreograph something to it. Yeah, <laughs> basically we saying like this is this is this would look great. Like it's really. I'd play it in the kitchen every day, wouldn't I? Couldn't yeah. see it, couldn't do it. Yeah. And we, we've got we've got our songs. We've got our songs that we've had for yeah. our first dating. So funny enough, the song that like I that. thought we were going to choose is actually Codaline, the one. But you proposed to that song. And yeah. so, and my mum was like, "Oh, you've got to do it! Like it's your song. It's really lovely." But I thought we'd already had a moment with it, and I didn't really. And like our moment, like the proposal was lovely and it was in the background, but I just felt like that song's special for that moment. Let's pick a different song. Yeah, I think depending on how long you've been with someone as well, you, you have these different moments where you have different songs that end up in situations or, or you know, yeah. different times where you go, oh, that's that's a song. A memory. A memory and yeah. it's got a memory attached to it, but it's a nice memory. So Codal on the One was our song when we first started dating and then I proposed to it, but then it became that memory yeah so we yeah. didn't really want to reuse it so we but we got lucky with our first dance song so because yeah. of the covid situation we had our civil wedding at the end of 2020 literally three days before christmas and bab's brother gifted us an original song yeah didn't he? so my brother is in music and has been in music for a long time and he's very talented he yeah. sings and writes his own music as well and he wrote us a song and it was yeah. just yeah it's a really 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 yeah nice it's called from this day on um, and it was really like it wasn't anything like personal in terms of like lyrically like it's a beautiful beautiful song uh, but obviously it was personal because it was written for us um, and we heard it for the civil so that was in the December then we got married the following November and then we kept it a secret yes. from everybody but yes. we decided quite quickly like okay we're going to use it uh, when we told DJ Stray as well he was like oh thank god an original song because <laughs> he just probably hears the same ones over and over um, and then we, we choreographed our own thing to it but in secret so we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. and only only DJ Stray knew on the night I don't think anybody else knew apart from us three wasn't I it in the room I think so yeah because he gave us a little trial attempt to he did yeah he let us practice on the dance floor just literally five minutes before necessary <laughs> yeah which was necessary but yeah. uh, if you can do that if you can practice your first dance 
in the room or in the outfits do it because we didn't and my lenga in the evening was much heavier than anything I'd rehearsed in. Not 10 kilos heavier. Okay, not 10 kilos. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, imagine wearing it, okay, if you think it's 10 kilos. But it was a bit heavier and there were a couple of moves that like, were just, they were just different because I was heavier because I was wearing this big outfit. So, and even just the spatial awareness, like we practiced in our flat and we, we had like one room that we keep practicing in. It's obviously when you're doing this dance for months and months and months, you get used to like, oh, I'm going to be looking at the sofa at this point or I'll like flick my leg out towards the kitchen or whatever. But doing it in the room. Yeah was a game changer. And actually, we were so nervous, weren't we? we yeah. I remember we went through yeah. it like three or four times before. Um, but the moment was when Bab's brother realised we used his song and he ugly cried. He <laughs> really, really funny. ugly cried. <laughs> like mouth yeah. open, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eyes streaming. We've got our video now of us and it's the first dance and then him in the background. Sobbing on your dad's shoulder. Crying yeah. on my dad's shoulder, yeah. which, is, which is a nice memory, I suppose, in a lot of ways. But yeah, him writing us that song kind of, made up of made the decision for us because yeah. as soon as we heard it we, we thought we couldn't not it was beautiful, it's beautiful yeah really nice and then he actually did in his speech he um sang i can't remember who sings it hey brother yeah hey brother but who is it is it avici yeah, so that became like another song for the wedding as well. So he had a um, piano set up and he did a little rendition of that, which is we changed the lyrics up and gospel a gospel choir yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a big surprise. Yeah, the music stuff's his forte, isn't it? So it is, yeah. Blew us away with that. Um, but yeah, it was a perfect first dance song for us, I think. And the fact that like Vinesh did a song as part of his speech was quite interesting as well, because we really thought about the speeches and the dance when we were trying to plan out the running order for the reception, hadn't we? So, yeah, so we wanted to make sure that there was enough gaps for certain things for yeah. us to go around to tables. That and... was something that was really important. I said to you, I've been to a wedding before where you don't even see the bride and groom and you yeah. get it, like they're really busy. But I said to Bab, I want to spend at least 30 seconds realistically, like it isn't very long at all, but yeah. I wanted to go to every single table. Like Just in, say hi, Yeah, in practice coming. it sounds like a good idea. In theory, by the time you go around the tables, half of them are at the bar. So there's like two people at the table. So yeah, you we had, don't end up seeing We had a photo everybody. booth as well. So every time we go to a table, Half the table were missing, gone, which yeah. which helped in a way because then you could actually have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone for yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. seconds. So, but when we were planning out the running order then, we took advice again from DJ Shrey because again, like, unless you've planned a wedding, it's hard to know. Yeah. All you can go off it is was, like your guest experience. It was a few. So it was DJ Shrey who also advised on that and then Laguna, the, the caterers. Yeah. So they had a bit of a, this is generally how we'd want well, to serve the food. Well, your whole evening is led by when the when the starter main dessert comes out, right? So they're the main, yeah. that's the most important thing that you feed everybody. Then you add in like the bar and then for us, like we had a photo booth that when you finish at 10 p.m. So we had to factor in time for them to take, um, yeah. you know, pictures and stuff. But I think- We knew we wanted at least two we, hours. What we wanted to do as well, so from, we can only go really from our guest experience, but again, like not having had weddings for a couple of years, it's kind of hard to remember what you liked, what you didn't like. But what we thought was best is we had a starter canopy reception. Then we, we called them like entertainment. So my sisters did a dance. And we had like three or four speeches. So each like, we do like a food course, entertainment, a food course, entertainment, food course, dancing. Yeah. Um, so we ended with your speech, which is just a given because then you can invite me to do the first dance. It just makes sense. And then you can go into dancing, which worked really well. Yeah. Um, and we sort of did like my sister's dance when everybody came in because everyone was like really excited and happy. And then also they were like, get it out of the way. Like the first thing we want to do is the dance. to be first. Because they, they didn't want to have a drink before, but they had like one drink before, but they're like, we just can't until we've, Done. And then we obviously eating and stuff. So we did that. And then we had your dad's speech. Um, so we sort of timed it like the dance is really good. And I didn't know this at the time, but they had like friends come in and surprise them. My like aunts and my mum came in. It was it was really good and high energy. And then we sort of like brought the pace back down with your dad's speech, which was a bit more serious and full of thank yous and really like heartwarming. So we kind of 
plan the running order based on like the vibe we wanted the room to go in so we wanted to like hype people up and then chill out because names were coming yeah it worked um, out well as well because you you'd have the speech and the dance and then yeah. you'd have a little gap and people would just talk about those moments yeah. and you know reflect, reflect on, on that exactly. a little bit and then you'd go on to the next one after yeah. the next course as the well the advice i would give though if i was going to re like rethink this because we made this decision but in the week of the wedding was to be quite strategic about when you have your bar open mm. because you've got to think like people will just rush to the bar and actually there are certain times if you've got a speech going on or you've got a dance going on that you don't want everybody just to run away so we had to like rethink when we closed our bar and it was actually one of my cousins who got married a few years ago that he called in the week and we went together in the week and I remember calling you being like oh we need to shift things around a bit but it was good advice that he gave that basically it you was. don't want to open the bar when dancing starts because you want people to be dancing not not queuing up for drinks and you're going to create a traffic so we shut the bar when speeches and dances and yeah the like uh, uh, entertainment things as I said happened but then during dinner being served dessert being served it was open so you can create that natural flow of traffic which worked really well in that sense but then as I said like when we were out to the tables didn't work because people weren't at the tables when we wanted to say hi but you know what you can't get it all like I think we did pretty well given there's only two of us and it's quite hard to go around the whole room and speak to everybody exactly um but yeah I would sort of say think about like the pace of the of the evening, whether you want people to be like hyped up or not. And how much time you want for everything. Like, yeah. Over account a little bit for speeches. I, yeah. t- I, told, I told my brother and my dad they've got five minutes for their speeches. Yeah. Our brothers ended up being about 15. Yeah. My dad's about 10, which is fine. I, but then I my sisters was that. like two. <laughs> yeah. So you can make the time back sometimes as well. Um, yeah. So I think that's quite important. And the other thing is um, just to make sure that like, if you've got stuff like our photo booth guy was going at 10, like let the, so for us, like the DJ became like the master ceremonies, I guess he when once the like catering staff go, we sort of relied on him to give announcements and you know coordinate the room and stuff. So we got him to make the announcement about the photo booth shutting in like fifteen minutes, but then actually it just went everyone ran out for a bit. So just like think about things like that. Like if you've got certain time limits and you need to encourage people to go to certain places at certain times, um, it's it's really hard to do and it doesn't happen on your own. Like it takes a village. No. And we honestly had like an amazing group. Didn't we? we had like family members, suppliers, everyone was sort of just. You have like a core team of people that have the spreadsheet, the printed house spreadsheet with highlighted pages, but they can sort of help, you know, be yeah. a bit fluid and get people. Where and they we, got, we 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 gave people the opportunity. Well, I say the opportunity, responsibility to get involved in certain ways. So yeah. I'd give one uncle, you know, the responsibility of going and checking that the mains are going to be served on time and just giving them yeah. that five minute warning. Actually, that's another good bit of advice. Laguna were amazing, like catering companies are really good generally, but they will run late. So I think it's good and not to have the bride or groom or even the bride's like siblings or parents, like someone that's like close family, but not like involved, involved in other stuff. Yeah. Just to keep an eye because you can't rely on them. If, you know, you can say to them, serve the mains at 8.30, but it'll probably be like 8.45, 8.50 by the time they come out, unless you've got someone not putting pressure, but just like keeping an eye. And I think if the food runs late, everything runs late. So that's probably a really key thing to try and stay on top of but not you yourself I think delegate yeah as much as you can that's another bit of advice delegate <laughs> on the day give it to other people give other people responsibility I think that's quite important definitely can't definitely. do it all as much as you tried to experience with the DJs was was really good actually so we yeah it, it was just smooth everything was smooth about the process uh, I think our wedding wasn't very big in terms of people. Like, definitely no, intimate it was intimate. Much, it was intimate. Yeah, much larger. We still had like 220, 230 people for the evening. Um, but I think we just, did, it didn't feel very big because I think like DJ Shrey helped control the room in the sense that he, like people listened to him. He was like, he, he's obviously experienced, right? he's done it a lot before. He knows sort of mm. when to get people 
where and like what he needs to say to people to get them where they need to be. That was probably um, our biggest surprise, wasn't it? How good of a master of ceremonies yeah. he was. I was just you don't think DJs would play that role. You just associate them with music. You don't yeah. think that they're going to be the one to say, like, can everyone take a seat? The speech is happening or dessert's happening. But actually, he had the most authority in the room. Like, if we needed something to be, like, you know, mass heard quickly, we would go to him. Not that we even had to, to be honest, because he was pretty on the ball. Like, he just read the room well. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that would be the biggest surprise that, like, we knew he was going to be great at music stuff. We knew he was going to smash it because yeah. we'd heard stuff before like you know we trusted him but I think the extra stuff that he brought which was just controlling the evening making sure we ran to time um even silly things like I think someone dropped a debit card um and he had to like announce for someone to come and get it like little things like that that just it just it's not a hiccup on the day like he just was really yeah. smooth and chill with it and it just made everything really helpful I think yeah I think he said the direct the direct uh, debit card belongs to where Mr Patel Mrs. Patel was, Mrs. yeah, Patel, so it wasn't yeah. very helpful in the room. But he was like, be quick, it's contactless, it's quite funny. I think that made our wedding video that bit as well, it which is yeah. <laughs> quite good. Yeah. Um, but I would honestly say 10 out of 10, like, easily. Like, DJ Trey, 10 out of 10, but also he was a representation of musical movements, which I think mm. was, like, great, you know. Well, even, even before, so we had the gap where he had to set up um, or the, the team had to set up the, and they were getting involved where, where they could, trying to help out with stuff like oh, the yeah. dance floor, even yeah, though yeah. that wasn't there responsibility okay. that was the responsibility of the venue um getting involved in that kind of thing and just helping out a bit more and yeah in a in a quite a high stress sort of environment so when we were planning um we had this moment because we did obviously the wedding got postponed and we did the civil and we had this moment that was like we're married now we've done the legal ceremony do we want to go through with the big indian wedding do we want to like spend the money and you know we're trying to buy a house and all of that at the same time but actually, we quickly realised that it wasn't just for us. No, we'd missed so much over the yeah. over that 18... I'm sure everyone knows, I, I don't need to bang on about COVID, but yeah. um, I think everyone had missed so much. And it wasn't just the no, weddings. No, we said this, it was, it was people had had babies, people had bought houses, they graduated. There was all this stuff that was like worth celebrating. And right? we, we even had big birthdays that we missed out on. Loads, yeah, like my, my brother had his 30th and we had quite a few other big birthdays yeah. in the family and so we decided families. that basically we were like okay obviously the wedding day is for us and it's like our wedding but equally for the reception and for the party it's so nice that we can just do this one big really fun really good celebration for yeah for us and the fact that we're married but just to have everybody together people that have missed out on celebrating stuff so the party for us was more well like most of the wedding but it's more for everybody else than it, it was, was for it us was and a, it was really important that it we was wanted... a celebration of getting everyone together yeah everyone in one room who knows each other loves each other wanted yeah. to see each other for a, and hadn't for such a long time so there was a lot of um, getting that together i wouldn't say like pressure but there was a lot of like importance for us on the actual party side of things so the reception was like we, there was some stuff that we were like we, we want to have like a an open bar or paid for bar we want to like give people a really good time because people just missed out on so much so yeah. again that's why like the music was really important to us um and we spent a bit of time like making sure we got what we wanted with it but yeah. i would say it was the best one i've ever been to to be honest and i'm not biased <laughs> like honestly i don't know whether that's because it'd been so long or just like every every song that was played like yeah. people knew there was someone singing along there was someone dancing the dance floor was packed the whole time the one thing we actually said was if we were going to do it again we'd we'd scrap the head table and get a bigger dance floor because we Definitely. needed it didn't we Definitely. everyone was spilling out yeah um, yeah i mean it was we had a dance floor but it was there was a dance floor and then there was like the, two the, the on sides the side, on the side yeah. and everyone was there and, and everyone was getting involved. And, we even did, yeah. I said to my sister, I don't want to do like the whole like Indian wedding, like conga line, but oh, then the song came line. on and then like, <laughs> I'll bend it like Beckham and yeah, it all started happening and you just kind of go with it. I think the party was like, 
It was it was like the best bit, really, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was yeah. Really good. Even things like the cocktail reception, I think, mm-hmm. because like I said, because a lot of people hadn't seen each other for a long time, it was so important to have those yeah, moments where people could talk and socialise. And that, I say, they got it done. But you get the the intros and the catch ups part done, so yeah. then they can enjoy that, have that. Yeah. But then we have our speeches, do all of that, and then you've got the dance floor, and then everyone wants to go and on the dance floor. And it was packed the whole time, wasn't yeah, it? It, it was, did. It didn't end. It it, was and really that, good. that that what two hours, two hours, twenty minutes yeah. or so, it just went in a flash yeah it really did it, did, it, it really did I think it was 10 out of 10 <laughs> but even now we still get people talking about it to us don't we we do we had uh, someone commented a few weeks ago and said it was it was about DJ Trey wasn't it yeah they said where'd you get your DJ from? from we definitely definitely want to book him for and us. she's an English girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she absolutely loved him um, but she did say it was Open the best like dancing yeah. and reception party she'd been to which yeah it's obviously a compliment to us but it was just nice that we could like host that and put that on for people it felt yeah absolutely um which is one of the reasons that we'd recommend musical movements <laughs> because 100 percent hands down like dj Trey was responsible for the energy on the dance floor the people on the dance floor um you know everyone having a smile on their face and drink in their hand yeah um, we've, we've, we've sort of said there's there's what four or five suppliers we go 100 percent hands yeah. down we would like I said to my sisters, you wouldn't even need to, you know, look into these ones because <laughs> I mean, we're using them. <laughs> there's a reason we're doing this podcast, not to yeah. stop that we're here to slag them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously did a very good job, and it was and it was the whole process yeah. from from start to finish. The the, uh, the consultation the call from the beginning, in, yeah. initially with with Nainesh to to going through that and him explaining how it works, how what sort of package you should get. I think he, it, to be fair, even. Down, he actually recommended we downgrade one of the packages because I said, oh, what about, what about this? Oh, and he, said, a bit smaller and he than, said, oh, you don't yeah. need that for that, this venue and, and even just stuff so just like that. just honesty, wasn't it? Honesty, mm. integrity. Um, and also, like, even now, like, I follow all the DJs on Instagram and they're always putting stuff on stories and every time I'm like, I want to be at that wedding, I want to be at that party. Like, it's just fun. Like, it looks fun. They clearly know what they're doing and they've got, like, skilled and experienced DJs that know how to create a vibe and a party and an atmosphere, which is really what you want. Yeah. You know? um, but I think the biggest reason I would recommend musical movements as a supplier, from our experience, is the communication and just the ease of like booking and talking. Like if we had questions, both Nainish and DJ Trey were really approachable. Um, not that we had many questions, but like it wasn't like, you know, not necessarily like all of them, but there were a couple of other suppliers that you did feel like you're bugging them a little bit if you're like trying to iron out small details. Um, yeah. And I appreciate from their side they've probably got like thirty couples that all want the same the same thing or the same amount of tension but it didn't feel like we were a hassle you know we were treated like respectfully up until up until we left really like, yeah you know, it was just really smooth and yeah and, and we, they didn't undo it they didn't overdo it we had communication throughout we had the consultation call initially with Nainesh then we booked it in and that was that done and then we had the call with uh Trey just before yeah. what, about two weeks three weeks before yeah. the actual event where he ironed out everything asked us about our taste of music, our first dance songs, all of that, um, all of the songs we wanted to get involved and, and that was really good and relaxing. And then on the day, I think I, I saw them probably about an hour before, yeah. two hours before the actual uh, reception kicked off and, and just good and calm throughout that whole process. It's also nice to not have to like babysit suppliers. You know, yes. like you have some suppliers that are like, oh, can someone come and meet me at this time? And then they need to bring me this and I need help with this trestle table and da, 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 da. And like, I, I totally understand that some suppliers do need that, but it is just, extra things on the day that like when it gets to the day you delegated so my sisters and my cousins and stuff they were doing everything but you're still in the back of your head like oh I hope someone's not forgotten to go and meet so-and-so or like give that cash to so-and-so or whatever and it just like musical movements weren't like that the DJ wasn't like that um a couple of suppliers weren't but it's just it was like a hassle-free one that you're just like they like, can just get on with it you know we've like done what we need to do they do their bit now and it's like out of our hands um that's the other thing as well so there's a few there's a couple of DJs that we were recommended that we had conversations with where 
you can book the DJ and then you supply some of the equipment. Um, and, headache, and that was yeah. Yeah, a bit of a headache. Whereas if this is just, we read it, I read the whole package for him, it was just an all-inclusive, yeah. this is what you get, this is, we'll sort it out. And you, you, don't pick, need to you pick those anything. as well though, right? Because like, weddings are expensive, there's no secret. So there's certain things that like your budget might not stretch to, but I think you pick on the day, like which things you can do. So for example, like, centerpieces like I did myself because my family quite creative I quite enjoyed it and that saved us like a few hundred pounds which means we could spend more on like you know not having to worry about technical stuff that's not our forte or we're not good at um so I'd say like think about like what like what your skill sets are like if you've got someone in the family that's good at something or you know can help with something on the day then I lean into that like you know delegate stuff to people but equally sometimes you just got to understand that it's not your forte and you know they know what they're doing and just trust them to do it which I think we did for musical movements and it paid off for us and I'll do it again to be honest yeah definitely okay let's talk about what tips we'd give to new bride and grooms so I'm assuming people planning a wedding yes um, three doesn't seem like enough um but the one that jumps to mind is I would say don't be afraid to ask for help and delegate on the day don't think you could do everything yourself 100 percent delegate um, on the day you know like there's certain things that we'd let people do before and i, I can understand like I, I wasn't i wouldn't say i was like a bridezilla or anything like that by any means but there were certain things that i had a vision and i wanted to take mm. control of but actually there's only one of you uh, and there's a lot to do so on the day even if it's something as simple as like we talked about earlier like telling somebody to tell the caterers to make sure they're on time or yeah. just like getting the wedding post boxes and putting them in their room like little, little things like that that mm. you can get other people to help with and people love it you know like even if it's like you know someone who's not really like a distant relative that's not really involved in the wedding but you give them a job it makes them feel important it makes them feel helpful um yeah. it helps you out so really you know de- delegate and don't be afraid to delegate people are willing to help people want to help um so yeah definitely number one tip with delegate yeah so mine would be the suppliers so whoever you book depending on what their job is allow them to do it so don't just just sit back and just to delegate to your suppliers well yeah delegate to your suppliers (laughs) i mean they they are specialists effectively in what they do so i mean you can give them a sense of direction and make sure that they're on it with your timings and make them aware of what exactly how you want it but on the day they're there to do what they're they're there to do also to expand on that a bit i think like listen to the advice from suppliers as well, right? Yeah. Like you're only, chance I've not planned a wedding before um, and probably not gonna do it again, but these people have been at weddings every single weekend, probably mm-hmm. two, three, four. They really know what they're talking about. So if it comes to, if you've got like questions around like running order or like length of speeches or seating plan arrangements or little things like that, like don't dismiss advice or, you know, like opinions from suppliers. I mean, yeah. obviously you take it with a pinch of salt and you do what you want to do and what works best for your setup and your family and all the rest of it. but. You know, don't be afraid to lean on them because they really do. There's, have lo- the there's lots of things. There's lots of things you'll end up questioning. So, yeah. like for example, our photographer, if he if he'd ask us to get into a weird pose or you know stand Full behind form, something yeah. that looks ho- horrific and you just don't understand why. Go with it. Yeah, yeah go with it because he knows likelihood, what he's doing. <laughs> likelihood he's going to create something that is is pretty 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 good and pretty yeah. pretty special. So just go with it. Um, so trust. So delegate to other people. Trust your suppliers and let them do what they're good at. What would you say is a third bit of advice? Mm. I think I would say don't sweat the small stuff on the day. You can't really. As in, you're not yes, going to en- you're, you're not going <laughs> you're not going to enjoy it if you start sweating every little detail yeah. because like so for yeah. example, um, our cake 
was not what we expected it to be. <laughs> um, it, it actually was really far from what we expected it to be. So the first time we saw it is when we walked in and did our entrance. Yeah. And on the day, we just were both smiling. smiling. Just and keep both smiling. I was like, that's not the cake that we wanted. <laughs> um, but, you know, what can you do at that point? Cut yeah. the cake and eat it. Like, yeah. it's too far gone. You start kicking up a fuss at that moment in time then. I mean, I was yeah. never going to kick up a fuss when I walked into the house. No, I know, but... But even stuff like, you know, the, the cocktail recipes were like, they went to use the garnishes. Do you remember we ended up with all these lemons and limes and mint after we had to take it all home because they didn't use them. And it's like annoying because before that you're like mm-hmm. making sure you get the garnishes and like doing all of that and like getting organised. But on the day, what can you do? You know, did people not have a drink because there wasn't a bit of lime on it? No, they didn't. So yeah. I think enjoy it, embrace it, lean into it. It's a really wild day. It will go like that. It's... Um, good fun but also an out-of-body experience because you just don't feel like you're there um but just don't worry if anything is like stressing you out or worrying you on the day delegate it or let it go or look the other way because it's just it's too special a day and it's too short a day it's too short a day to worry about anything um and things will go wrong as they're like we had suppliers on the day ask us for more money just do what you gotta do you know to get it out of mind and keep your peace on the day because it's too special to ruin i think yeah so I, I think we probably have a couple of memories that really do stick with us yeah. on the day. Um, see, my my big one is when TJ Shrove played Can't Hold Us, Macklemore, which means nothing to us as a song at all. Didn't then. Didn't, 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 didn't at the time, but it <laughs> yeah. was just one of those moments where... I think someone, you were on someone's shoulders. I got, probably yeah, right. yeah, two people picked me up, two people picked you yeah. up. We had this kind of like euphoric moment where... Yeah everyone's dancing everyone's really on it yeah. and you're just looking down you can see everyone it was like a so it was like it was like i was a drone looking up down looking down on, on my, my entire crowd that, every single person that you've ever loved or has ever touched your life in one room and that will never happen again yeah. ever you know it's like your uni friends and work friends and family and you just don't get that mix of people again yeah. and it's it's just overwhelming it's such a special thing i think we were at that point as well where we'd done our speeches we'd done our dance we had a drink drink, but you for the first time in about two months as well so we 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 ate for the first time in about two months as well so so the diet ended but it was just that that big release of pressure and stress and also to know we've we've done the day we're about an hour away from this finishing but that's just really just like memory that other sticks out so we had a few surprises so my sisters did a dance. I knew my sisters doing a dance, but they had some of my friends join. They had my little cousins join and my mum and my Massey and mummies and my aunts joined as well. And I did not know that was happening. So that was like amazing. And then also your brother did a surprise, had a surprise gospel choir. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did a surprise song, which, well, I mean, the, we, so we, saw, we saw the keyboard come out about half an hour <laughs> yeah, before. So we were like, right, he's going to perform something. something. But yeah. yeah, then a gospel choir came out and we were like, wow. So the memories is... are lovely. And that kind of, um, taps back into what I was saying about like you can't control every aspect of it so don't try to because it's a lovely thing people will try and do little things for you on the day and surprise you and you know in my head I was a bit like this is taking a lot longer than you know the itinerary says and everything's going to push back but you can't you can't think like that you've just got to enjoy it and realize that it's not just about you it's about everybody else everyone else wants to celebrate and have fun as well so exactly yeah yeah a few big memories but I think the memorable things are just the fact that everyone is together um mm. and it just it won't happen again and it's didn't happen before in that you know at that scale so it's really special yeah so back to musical movements i guess the reason that we're here um if we were gonna or if you were gonna describe musical movements in three words what would you use well it's really difficult actually um i'd say exciting they yeah. just had yeah they just had a vibe they just had a in fact no i'll change that energy they just had they okay, just had energy, yeah they just had this 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 feel about them it was a completely different vibe to all the other suppliers who were there for the, the, the hindu wedding yeah, you've got to get the priest you've got to get the videographer 
Uh, they're all fun and lovely as well. But yeah, this part is the bit that's like, it's the fun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, go, I'd also say weirdly organised. Just because of that whole... Why is it weirdly? As in, like, you just not what you'd expect. You don't, you don't think, oh, with this, a DJ, if anything, a DJ's more, <laughs> could have a little bit of a reputation to be a bit more, a bit too go laid back and a bit, and, yeah, yeah, go okay. with the flow and it'll all work out sort of thing. Whereas actually, yeah, especially leading up to the part where we got to the dancing part at the end of the night, that whole process before, I mean, it's a good, what, two hours where yeah. you've got speeches and catering coming in photo booth going in and out and the, the bar being open and closing and that kind of thing and just it was almost like they they Efficient, were an event yeah. planner for the reception yeah. even though they weren't supposed to be they just became that um, yeah. and that was that was quite special a word i would use is honest as well i think that from our experience talking to our suppliers we didn't get everybody the ones we booked yeah in the end but the ones we inquired to like they weren't all upfront about things yeah uh, maybe not even actually some of the day like touch on extra costs and stuff but i think yeah. The fact that you mentioned earlier that, yeah, like the venue we had, it wasn't the biggest venue ever. Our guesses wasn't the biggest guesses ever. So the fact that we were like advised by Nanesh to actually downsize our package because it wasn't quite right for the venue. Like he could have just been like, yeah, book it and I'll charge you, you know, extra and it will be too big for what we needed. But he was honest about it, which is, yeah. you know, appreciated. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. I think there's probably about a hundred different positive words that you can come come yeah. to mind when, um, when we're talking about it. But... but honest is important for suppliers. Energy is super important for a DJ. Um, I would definitely use the word fun as well if I'm describing musical movements overall just from you know all the other stuff that they do as well as weddings and events and you know they do yeah. like the cocktail stuff and the Mr and Mrs experience stuff like that so I think it's not just like especially now wedding supplier yeah. and that's it like if, there's stuff you can do if anything we discovered all of that after the wedding yeah. and we, we thought oh it'd been great if we knew about the podcast beforehand yeah, and yeah. We're it, actually wasn't, actually, it was never before but yeah no. this is a vital like resource I think for brides and grooms like, yeah. we would definitely listen to this we did listen to like you know, similar stuff about like organising events and things like that before. Yeah. Um, we but we to have follow specific... them all on Instagram now as well yeah. and, and things like that. So Look you're actually more like invested. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to the next wedding where hopefully there'll be there'll be the supply for that as well. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. So our words are what? Honest, energetic Energy. and fun. I'll do it.